Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti at Cruel Dubai. My first guest this week is a man who has enjoyed successful spells as an assistant to the two great titans of modern national hunt training, Nicky Henderson and Paul Nichols, and he's put that experience to extremely good use. After a short commission in the Army, where he rode several winners in the military races at Sandown, indeed he broke records in those races, including a victory for Her Majesty the Queen, he turned his hand to training, and slowly but surely he's built up a really powerful stable. And now in Lambourne, yesterday, he passed his best ever total for a season. 36 winners, and we're not even at the end of November. Promise of more riches to come. For Jamie Snowden. Jamie, good morning. Morning, Nick. How are you? And welcome to Luck on Sunday. And I've sort of been feeling the urge and the itch to get you in that chair now for a, for a good few weeks. So well has this has this season started. Has, has it surprised you or do you feel it's just the result of, of gradual building to an inevitable position? Like all these things, you can't ever assume you're going to start off quite as well as we have. And we're, you know, we're slightly pinching ourselves at, at, at how it has, has begun, really. But... Um, Certainly over the last few years, we've really tried to um, to recruit better horses in, in, in the team. And, and I think, you know, the, 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 the last few months have really shown exactly what we've been trying to achieve. And you're getting nicer horses as well. You've got a good collection of owners. Is it as simple as needing the money to spend, needing the money to spend on the better stock? I don't think it is a matter of needing the money to spend on, on better stock, but like all these things, the, the more you spend on a horse, the luckier you become. Mm. Um, you still need to be buying the right sort of horse, whether it be a store horse or off the flat or, or, or these Irish pointers. But uh, listen, we're not in the market to be spending the, the, the fortunes that some people are on these Irish pointers, but we're lucky enough to, to, to have a few people that can go out and buy a, a, a potentially nice horse. And, and um, you know, obviously the, the team that we built up over the last few years is, is, is you know, sort of detriment to all that really it's uh, it's it's all worked out brilliantly and so chips keswick has been a great supporter of yours owned your festival winner and owns the horse who was responsible for breaking your seasonal record yesterday the the banner king rebel uh, well known from from his exploits in the in the football arena how is he enjoying racing oh he loves it he absolutely loves it i think um Obviously, football and, and, and racing are his two two biggest biggest hobbies, and and uh, you know, thankfully, presently he really got the ball rolling for us back in two thousand and fifteen, and and things have gone from strength to strength since. And you know, we haven't had a, a, a another sort of Cheltenham winner quite in that league for him, um, but hopefully, we, we've got a few lined up for him. So take me back to where it all started. Was training a, an inevitability for you? Um, obviously, I was I was riding in point to points, you know, from the age of sixteen, and and. Uh, Riding was always the, the, the be on end all really. Um, university, army, um, which was all great fun, but but actually, sort of riding was was where it was sort of where my heart was really. And uh, and listen, you can't carry on going going on being an amateur jockey for the rest of your life. And and uh, I broke my leg really quite quite badly, and uh, that sort of gave me the kick up the bum to to work out where I was going. And and training was the the obvious answer. How long were you in the army for? Four years. And did you enjoy it? Loved it. And Loved it. tell me a little bit about the, the service you saw in, in the forces. Uh, there wasn't a huge amount of uh, active service, actually. I spent most of my time riding horses and playing elephant polo in Thailand, but uh, that's another story. But no, I did one year at Sandhurst, um, which, was, which was, you know, obviously great fun, hard work. But um, I was, there, was a, there was a sort of crossroads, really, I suppose, was when I was on guard duty at Sandhurst. And... Um, it was the night before the Grand Military Gold Cup at, at, at Sandown. And, uh, 
and there was a uh, the, the commandant at Sadhurst was in the Royal Irish Regiment, mm. and they had leased a horse to to run in the Grand Military the following day, and um, and Lucy Horner, who was in the Royal Irish Regiment, was was due to ride uh, the horse, but she was stuck in Northern Ireland. There was a mortar attack, and she was stuck in Northern Ireland. Couldn't get out, and uh, there was a knock on the guardroom door, and somebody said, "Snowden, you know, you're needed up in the the uh, commandant's office." You know, I thought. You know, what have I done wrong? I haven't polished my boots or whatever it might be. And I rushed up there and, and uh, he said, you can ride a horse. I was like, yeah. He said, well, you're riding in the 320 at Sandown tomorrow. And um, the horse was 20 to 1 and, and, uh, and it won. And uh, from that moment onwards, the commandant basically said, it might get out of jail free card from Sandhurst. And off I went sort of riding left, right and centre. And then I joined the, uh, a cavalry regiment and, um, and my, my, my colonel basically said, you know, can you go and win it for, a, for, for, for the regiment? So I went off down to Paul Nichols's and spent a year down there acting as his pupil assistant, living in the pub, and, and uh, l- luckily won, won the race that year as well. And, and so things snowballed from there, and I was basically race riding the whole time. It strikes me you are in the perfect position to assess the relative strengths and merits of the two great training titans of our time, because you had the year with Paul Nichols, and then you spent... A significant spell as a, an assistant to, to Nicky Henderson as well, while well, he had some some brilliant horses. Uh, was it a very different experience at each yard? Yeah, very much so. Um, I was obviously being employed by the army when I was working down at Paul Nichols's, which um, uh, obviously had its has it had its advantages as well. But no, I, I love my time down at down at Paul's, and uh, and it was because of Paul that I ended up getting the job at Nicky Henderson's and. Uh, I spent four years at, at, at Nicky's Seven Barrows, and, and that was a, a, a great grounding, um, very traditional way of training horses. And, and uh, I think you know history shows how how good he has been at producing trainers through 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 his hands, really. And um, you know that was a, a, a great honour to be there with some some good horses. And you know hopefully that the results now are, are sort of. Are, are, really where, where it's all come from. So why do you think he is as good as he is? Why can he sustain that level of achievement over three decades? It's amazing how hungry he still is. You know, he's still at the store sales, buying, buying stores, looking, for, looking to the future. Um, he's, uh, he, I think both Paul and Nicky have got incredible work ethics and, and you know, they, they, they do, not, do not stop. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, Certainly, you know, they're, they're two trainers that, that we all very much look up to and, and strive to, you know, follow in their footsteps, really. Do they have very different methods of, say, getting horses fit, feeding horses, entering I, horses? I think um, I think ultimately they're, they're both quite traditional, so they both come along sort of a similar path. They've both got hill gallops and, and uh, they, they train, obviously, to the facilities they, they, they have. Um, but, but no, I suppose fundamentally they, they both train in a similar kind of way, but... Um, Paul's very good at delegating, um, you know, and I think I think that's something that I learnt a great deal from him. And uh, and Nicky's got a you know a wonderful eye for a horse and and producing a horse for for for, for the big occasion. So do you think one of Paul Nichols's strengths is man management, essentially? Very much so. So allowing his staff to take a bit more responsibility. I, and I think he would he would say that himself as well. You know, I think. Um, He's very good at, uh, at, at giving somebody the responsibility to to, uh, to go about and, and and put in what what he feels are the uh, uh, he will guide you along the right direction, but he'll he'll very much put you up on a on a stool and let you make your own mistakes, but um, hopefully guide you in the right direction. And uh, yeah, he's he's excellent leader. So have you essentially tried to do things like you saw 
Nicky Henderson and Paul Nichols do it? I, very much so. I think I'd be silly not to. Um, having been to, to, to the two best trainers in the country, I'd be a fool to try and train in a, in a different kind of way. So, uh, as again, you train to the facilities that you have, but you try and follow the same sort of structures that both of those, those great trainers do. See, what strikes me about you is that this has been a gradual process getting to where you are now. The house feels that it's very much built on solid foundations rather than a, you know, you're not going to be a one-hit wonder. So 50 winners in a season and then bang, nothing much. Is that a, is that a, a fair way of how you see it? I, I, I've always felt in this game that, you know, if you come in big, you probably go out big. And, and uh, it, you know, it's, we're here for the long term. And, and it is, you've got to build the right foundations of which to, to, to you know, make the house as it were and and uh you know i think we've definitely built those those foundations you know my head girl's been with us since we started and and secretary since we started moving to labourne and and uh traveling head you know the the, the structure is there for, for for it all to build mm-hmm. um and yeah it's been obviously paul and nicky have been very instrumental in in learning off those kind of structures and now you weren't always in lambourne your first couple of years training were in dorset weren't they yeah and i remember trying to get hold of you in those early days and it being quite a challenge i know it's a big talking point as we approach the general election communication in remote parts of the uk but you were really up against it those first first couple of years yeah it was it was um very sort of very much character building those first couple of years but uh, you know when you when you've worked for for paul and nikki and, and you're having Cheltenham winners left right and center and you go out and you start training by yourself and you have one horse and one member of staff you know it's um it's a bit of a sort of bit of a shock and a bit of a nightmare um and those first couple of years were, were were very tricky, but actually, you know, you sort of make your own mistakes where where nobody really sees. And and then uh, we moved up to to Lambourne in 2011, and uh, I think our first runner from there won the Summer National. Yeah. Um, Was that Knight and Coombe? Knight and Coombe. Mm. Yeah. And he'd been he'd been a tremendous old horse who'd, who'd won in points and hunter chases, and you you kept improving him. He'd been a sort of friend to you right from the beginning, hadn't he? Yeah. Even I managed to ride a couple of winners on him actually, so uh, he must have been quite good. <laughs> Was it? Was it fun, the early part of it as well, though, in a sort of buccaneering, fact-finding way? Do you look back on it now fondly? Oh, very much so. Those first couple of years, they were, they were, they were tough, obviously. But um, as I said, we've still got, you know, the, the same team that, that, that started from there. And, uh, you know, we celebrated the winners, I you bet. know, wholeheartedly. And, and uh, the pub was, you know, part of the village. And it was all, it was, it was yeah, it was great. It was hard work. Um, not a lot of um, results, really, but... Uh, it certainly taught us a few lessons of, of, of how, to, how to progress from there. And, and uh, you know, thankfully, it seems to be working. Was it possible then, really, to think beyond the end of the next week? No. And, and listen, you know yourself, setting up any business, you, you've got to think about today and today looks after, you know, tomorrow, as it were. And, and uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was hard. But, um, you know, you look at where we are now and where we've come from and, you know, it's, uh, it, it's very rewarding. But obviously you can't sit still and you've got to keep driving forward. And Lambourne was a big turning point. Very much so. Um, you know, the facilities in Lambourne are, are brilliant. Um, we were lucky enough to, 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 to buy Folly House when, when the, the sort of property market wasn't, wasn't thriving. And, uh, and so we moved in there. Lambourne was, was in a little bit of a, a, a lull. Um, since then, I think the, the horse numbers have, mm. have, have really gone up and in, in the whole village and, and the facilities have got better and better. And, um, you know, we're just lucky to be there. Do you think the greater number of trainers who are doing well in Lambourne actually helps you all? 
in terms of bringing ownership yeah. to the area so you're more visible. Very much so. I think before, I think I'm right in saying that before Present View won at the festival, Lambourne hadn't obviously take Nicky out of it because he uses his own facilities but uh, I think Lambourne itself hadn't had a festival winner for, for I don't know 10 years or something which is extraordinary isn't it which, which was extraordinary and, uh, and then obviously Oliver um, Oliver Sherwood had many clowns going to win the national and, and then obviously Warren's done really well and uh, you know I think the, the, the jumps community in Lambourne is, is, is really thriving there and is it, a, is it an enjoyable place to, to exist and be and, and be a part of oh it's brilliant you know kids are at school together and and with sort of other trainers and it's a real community and and i think people do thrive off off other people's success and and uh, and it works and and yeah it's a lovely place to live now, i mentioned that you'd ridden a winner for her majesty the queen first love that must have been a special moment at, at sandown very much so um you know nikki was kind enough to to let me uh, let me have a go on 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 the Queen's horse, and he went to one. I think he won three three races on the bounce of that, and and uh, yeah, it was a, a huge honour to to put those silks on. And now, of course, you're training for the Duchess of Cornwall, and I think you're you're her most successful trainer to date by by quite some way. Rafe Beckett might call in in a minute, but <laughs> you've done wonders with with Pacify. It's not often that you get horses off the flat who've had a fair bit of hard knocking, and they come out and do what he's done over hurdles. In, in, in fairness to Rafe, Pacify came in great condition. As you'd expect. As you'd expect. And, and you know, for, for a flat horse, um, you know, he was a very sound, good-moving individual who, who um, straight from day one, loved his jumping. And, uh, and so we thought we'd, we'd start him off at a, at a fairly low level and work our way up slowly and steadily. And I think for, for some of those flat horses, you know, getting his head in front did his confidence a power of good. And... and uh, he, he thrives on his on his racing. He thrives on his on his galloping and his jumping, and he just loves it. Um, so we've managed to get quite a few runs into him, and he's he obviously went and went and won those 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 races through the through the late autumn, as it were, and uh, late summer into the autumn. And that listed win at, at Kempton was was wonderful, and it was just a shame that Ch- Cheltenham was such a bog the other day and mm. trying to trying to give away five pounds to a good horse of of Emily Vales in in a bog. Um, wasn't ideal, but um, he went down fighting and, and he got beaten a couple of lengths. So hopefully you can reverse those placings on uh, off-level weights. Uh, do you think he's the sort of horse now that you'd want to just give a break to and bring back for the spring festivals? Uh, possibly, but as I said, he 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 loves his he loves his galloping, he loves his jumping, he loves his racing, and and um, you know I think he only lost five kilograms at, uh, running at Cheltenham in the, in the bog that day, um, and he's put it all straight back on within a week. Um, he's got a great constitution, and, and uh, I listen. I, I'm, I think I'm quite keen to, to keep ticking away with him. Actually, um, yeah. Is there a, an obvious option for him coming up? Well, um, as I said, we were beaten by we, we were carrying a five pound penalty here in this grade two, um, and, and the winner, obviously, you know, relished the conditions and, and carrying five pounds less. It certainly helped him. Um, if we can, we're contemplating going to the, somewhere like the Tollworth, the grade one at Sandown, where, uh, where he wouldn't carry that £5 penalty. Um, and that's in, that's in early, early Jan, so that could be, that could be the possibility, to, the, the, the route to go with him. And is the owner a nice, straightforward owner to deal with? Doesn't give you too much grief? No, she's, uh, she's, she's wonderful, yeah. She, she absolutely loves it. Obviously, um, Chips Keswick shares, shares half with, with the Duchess of Cornwall. But, uh, but no, Duchess of Cornwall bred him, obviously, as well, mm-hmm. um, with Prince Charles. And, and, uh, and no, she loves it. She came to Kempton. When he won that listed race, and uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Do you quite like being the 
the royal trainer of choice. <laughs> don't tell Nicky that. <laughs> well, I don't know. You've got the bragging rights at the moment. Um, as far as this season's concerned, you must keep thinking it's difficult to maintain that momentum. But do you have the winter horses still to come out? Do you still have the young horses to come out now to keep the numbers up? Uh, the most wonderful thing about where we are at the moment is that we've got more three-year-olds than we've ever had before. Mm. Um, so to, 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 to be on 36 winners already and still have so many young horses um, you know, coming through the ranks, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, um, and we've got plenty of winter horses to go to war with as well. So no, it's, it, we're in a really strong position. Tell me a bit about your partnership with Gavin Sheehan because that seems to have worked extremely well. We've always known he's talented, but it seems that he's got the talent and the application in the right place now. Yeah, he's a he's a very good rider, and um, obviously he came over from Ireland and, and went to Charlie Mans, and then uh, and then Warren Greatrixes and and uh, was champion conditional with, with Warren, um, and then obviously like you know all these things in racing, so you have peaks and troughs, and and um, things weren't going quite so well for him, and it just coincided with the time where where we didn't really have a, a, a sort of stable jockey, as it were, and and um, Brendan Powell rode our festival winner, but then things didn't quite work out there, and. And uh, and we were sort of using the best available, which is which is great. But obviously, when when you have a nice horse running on a Saturday, at, at, if there's three meetings and you've got a nice horse running on a Saturday that isn't sort of Ascot or Aintree, then uh, then you're slightly stuck to find um, you know a top jockey that might be there. And uh, and Gav was just going through a, a bit of a bit of a trough at the time, and and I sent him a text and said, listen, you know, would you like to come around and have a cup of coffee and you know, maybe sit on a few of our horses at some point and see where it might lead. And, and uh, thankfully that coincided with, with, you know, the form of our horses, you know, um, going up, you know, better horses and, and, and more winners. And Gav started riding quite a few of them. And and uh, it, it's the sort of partnership has, has developed and blossomed. And, you know, he's a, he's a big part of the team. What are his strengths? He's very good tactically. Um, he's very strong in the saddle. Um, he's in schooling every Wednesday, and um, he's a he's a he's a team he's a team player. Um, obviously, we you know we want to win every race that we we run in, but we're 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 sort of we know that we can't. And and certainly, I remember one of the first rides he had for us was on a horse called Kalahari Queen down at down at Chepstow, and um, we we quite you know we quite liked her. And she she finished sixth in a in a novice hurdle, which um, you know we were a bit disappointed about. And he came back and and he said. He said, I like this horse. Um, he said, don't worry about today. She'll be a nice horse. And, um, you know, I was like, well, we quite liked her coming in today, but that was a bit disappointing. And every morning that he came into the yard, he went up to Kalahari Queen and just straight ahead. And, and my head girl said, you know, I think he's onto something here. And, um, and obviously she came out, she was second in a grade two later on that season mm. um, to Roxana, who ended up obviously going on to win at Cheltenham. And... Um, I think the point of that whole story is that you know it's not all about that day at Chepstow; it's about the future, and um, and he can he can see that, and he won't beat up a horse today, you know, because tomorrow there's there's always tomorrow with that horse. Which is invaluable for you as a trainer, because with all due respect to the top guys, they have one ride for you. They're not that fussed about whether they ride the horse the next time. Well, or it's not it's not crucial. It's not it's not as crucial. Whereas you know, so he's I think he's a team player, you know, and I think that's key. And that's been a big part of your success, I'm guessing. Very much so, yeah. And if if you wake up in the morning and and have dreamt about something happening that's good in your career, what might it be? Uh, dreaming what might be good in, yeah. in our career? 
Ah, oh, listen, we all we're all after sort of more Cheltenham winners and festival winners and 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 what have you. So uh, we keep striving to to achieve that. I mean, there's been a lot of of talk and. Uh, Bruce Millington, the former editor of the Racing Post, has raised it again in his column this week about whether Cheltenham is too much of a focal point. He thinks it's not. What, what's your view as a trainer? Well, obviously, having been at Pools and Nicky's, you know, they very much think, you know, Cheltenham is... is uh, the festival was wonderful, you know, and it's something that, that, that National Hunt Racing does so brilliantly. And I, I love it. I, you know, even when I'm at the festival and haven't got a runner, you know, the hairs on the back of your neck go up. It's, mm. it's, it's such a wonderful place. Um, no, I think uh, I think I think we're we're doing things as a sport very very right in in building it up to, to the festival and it's uh, it's where all of the eyes of the general public are on and and um, yeah it's it's wonderful. And if you're aiming a horse like Pacify at the Cheltenham Festival and he's already had six runs under his belt by this stage of the season, then everyone's a winner. Well, exactly. I guess you can't do that with every horse, though. That's the thing, isn't it? No. Uh, some horses take the racing more than others, and it's just so so happens that Pacify's got such a strong constitution that he, he thrives on his racing. So um, I, there'll be other horses that need a bit of tender, loving care that might only have a couple of runs before hopefully getting there. But, um, uh, no, it's, you know, Pacify's, a, a, <laughs> Pacify's a, a, a strong horse, and he's great to have in the team. Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti Equiwell Dubai.